0: Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last, as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion. And as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things, certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the division 1 women's scene at this point of the year but you know again more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Crack Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me with that in mind. Let's get to it. It's Press Row here at Crack Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division 1 Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, crack fans. Joining me on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our show, a man you all know best as the head coach of the Texas A&M women's tennis team, a team headed back to the national indoor finals in Seattle. Welcome back onto the show, Coach Mark Weaver. Coach, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Alex, for having me on the show.
0: Oh, it is a pleasure. and We've gotten to do this pretty frequently of late, as your team has obviously had so much success over the past few seasons. And for your team to get back to the national indoors, let's just start right there. What does that mean to this program?
1: Yeah, we're excited to, to be headed back to the national indoors there. So looking forward to, to being in Seattle this year. Uh, we've actually never played the team tournament in Seattle. We played the University of Washington there about 10 years back. So uh, looking to be back. It should should be a really nice uh, venue there. Uh, And the University of Washington has a nice facility. And and from what I hear, the Seattle Tennis Club's quite a nice place. So I know our team's excited, Uh, looking forward to a little sightseeing out there. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to, to heading out there. Yeah.
0: And for your team, I am curious because you do have so many returners. Let's just address the elephant in the room. Last year's National Indoors Round of 16 match, a match that did not go the way your team anticipated. Certainly, even in the moment, it felt like you guys had won the match. All of a sudden, it goes a different way. Um, Is that something your team thinks about, I suppose, as it approaches this weekend in Seattle?
1: Yeah, I think so a little bit. It's a bit of that chip-on-the-shoulder type Uh deal. And, you know, I do think that helped us as the season uh, played out. It kind of made us a little tougher and stronger. And, uh, you know, I think we can use that match as... As experienced going into this year, so um, yeah, we I've tried to forget about that <laughs> match, but uh, I think less and less about it. But I know our girls are definitely uh, motivated by by that, and uh, yeah, we're uh, looking forward to a fresh new start this year.
0: Mm -hmm. And for your team, obviously, you get through uh, in the kickoff weekend wins over FAU and Florida. That 4-2 victory over Florida, you know, you guys do take the doubles point, but obviously they push you a little bit. And, you know, that match is played in adverse circumstances. You guys are forced to go to Baylor, play at the indoors there, which, by the way, I'm sure you didn't hate getting a little indoor experience in before Seattle. But talk to me about that performance, the resilience you saw from your group.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty uh, rough weekend on us and and everyone else. It it literally rained like almost nonstop for like probably 36 hours. And then the courts kind of just miraculously got ready in time for us to play. Uh, We both played simultaneously on Sunday evening uh, and got it in under some kind of tough conditions. And uh, before you know it, uh, we were told we're headed to to, to Baylor. Uh, I didn't really know that was A possibility or is even going to happen. So, uh, But the good news is that's kind of been one of my big speeches uh, all semester is the season is far more about going out and playing great tennis on a sunny 70 degree day with no wind. And we got to be ready for anything, whatever that means, a cold weather, missing our flights, uh, not sleeping the night before. And I think our group just really embraced that as a whole. And I think Florida has an excellent team. I think they're worthy of uh, being here at the final site, and uh, it was a tough one. We were pushed, but but we needed that. So, uh, you know, I think that match will pay dividends uh, headed into the national indoors. Uh, I think that match really did us a lot of good. Uh, you know, those courts play quite slow at Baylor, but to get a get an indoor match in is, is about as good as we could ask for.
0: I am curious, and I'm warning you because I have interviewed a bunch of coaches today. I'm coming in hot. Like, I'm ready for this interview, Coach Weaver, but looking at your schedule, obviously you've got these three matches coming up at the National Indoors. I also see Ohio State and Northwestern coming up after that, and, you know, looking back at this group, if you listen to our shows, you know, uh, a statement I have said repeatedly since May is if you play that NCAA tournament 10 times, I'm 100% sure Texas A&M wins one of them. Like, I saw your team. I saw how good you all were last season. I'm curious, that addition of Ohio State Northwestern, did you want your team to be tested a little bit more during the regular season? Not to disparage the SEC, but were you looking to add a couple of more non-conference battles that you thought might callous this group up?
1: Yeah, we've been trying to beef up our non-conference schedule. You know, it's been a strange turn in the SEC. You know, years back, it, we were so good. You, you know, you're worried about things like the 500 rule and, and this and that. And SEC has been so loaded. We're still very strong, but, you know, perhaps not as strong as we've been in the past. So there's definitely an art to scheduling those uh, non-conference matches there. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, for the 16 teams in the national indoors or SEC, uh, we are very pleased to add we're going to play Miami this year, who's you know, they started out around 11, uh, and then we've got Ohio State that just beat Georgia. So my guess is Ohio State's going to be a top 10, top 15-type team. And, you know, Northwestern's always, you know, a strong team as well. We're going to play them at the, you know, the USJ Center there. So we're excited. We beefed up our non-conference schedule uh, just a bit. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we want to be challenged. And, uh, you know, I think the Florida match will really help us going in the national indoors. Just like I think the Miami, Ohio State, Northwestern matches will challenge us going in uh, to the SEC, and you know hopefully the SEC schools. I hope all four of them do well at the national indoors. Get everyone's rankings up, and, and that'll help everyone in the SEC. Uh, it's tough playing on the road in the SEC, no matter where you stand. It's it's a brutal league to play in.
0: No, absolutely. And I know there's a rule that none of you guys can play first round, but I'm sure you're also thinking like, yeah, we don't need to play any SEC teams at this national indoors. We want to spread the tentacles across other conferences, which is just always a fun sub wrinkle to see when the draw comes out. But, you know, looking at the scheduling choices you made, I'm sure it helps to make those choices when you're like, yeah, I like the team I'm bringing back. And I want to talk about that roster now, Let's start with just the decision you made in that Florida match in particular. Mary one, Carson two, Selma three, and we'll get to the Selma thing in a second. But was that just? And I feel bad for our listeners because I'm going to say this a lot. But did you just spin the dartboard wheel and it was like boom? And you're like, all right, Mary, you're at one. Boom. All right, Carson two, and then you know, Selma, you're at three. How did? How do you? How are you going to go about that decision and? You know, do you anticipate maybe even a little platoon system where they'll they'll be alternating throughout the year?
1: Yeah, no. One of our uh, big messages is, you know, we're trying to give uh, a, we have a lot of very good tennis players. Uh, you know, Mia Cooper has only been here for a few weeks, and uh, if, if nobody knows it just yet, uh, she's very very impressive. So uh, we're trying to give everyone opportunities at all spots in the lineup. Uh, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, yeah Mary had an, an, an excellent fall she's nine in the nation uh you know Carson Branstein uh finished nine in the nation last spring that was without playing in the fall uh you know Osama unions an all-American and singles last year and uh, I can assure you Mia Coopers is is the real deal so uh we're trying our best to give uh, you know everybody opportunities and uh y- you know trying to keep Uh, Everyone is happy as can be and uh, switch it around. And then at the end of the day, the lineups will play themselves out. And, uh, you know, in years past, I've kind of been kind of stuck in my ways with certain keeping things consistent. But I I do think that as good as so many of our players are, I've got to just shuffle it around uh, when it's all like pretty equal at this point.
0: No, I I like the platoon. The team I always point to, and this is revealing about me, there was a team of. Dan Goldberg, NCAA singles finalist, Malvia Washington former Wimbledon finalist, and my former coach, Ed Nagel at Michigan. And he says they used the platoon system because the year prior they hadn't. And then, you know, the one player gets burned down. Meanwhile, two and three are itching to go. And so, yeah, it does feel like you might have the luxury to employ something like that. And I want to talk about Mary, who you brought up, number nine in the country, you know, has this massive fall that sees her go 14 and three overall quarterfinals of All-Americans and fall Nats. You know, so often we see in college tennis, there are promising freshman seasons and that sophomore year, you really find out, are you going to surge? Or are you going to slump? What's allowed her to surge to start this year?
1: Yeah, no, Mary's just very hungry uh, right now. And she just works so hard, just always wanting optional private hits. And, uh, you know, I think she's really looking at, at all angles to improve her game. You know, we talked a few months back about you know, just uh, working on her serve more. You know, I told her when when I was coming up, you know, I would serve a basket of balls every day. And that helped me uh, get a good scholarship at Texas A&M. I brought up Arthur Kinesh who played for the men's team. He would come out and hit a basket of serves every day on his own. And, you know, guess what? Arthur's ranked top 40 in the world right now. And, you know, Mary really embraced that. She's getting a little more pop on her serves, hitting her targets more. And, uh you know, Mary's always been a great mover. I feel like she's kind of taken her movement uh, to the next uh, level, but she's a true student of the game. Uh, no one listens better than Mary and and, and no one's looking uh, to find ways to improve. And uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, Mary has only lost a, a few college tennis matches over, you know, over a year and a half now. So she's just getting better and better. And I think she's going to continue to get better and better.
0: Well, it's interesting to hear you talk about the serve and not to nerd out too deep on Mary because I want to ask about other players in your on your roster. But you talk about, you know, again, that serve and developing the weapon. When I watch Mary play, I think the biggest strength I see is how difficult it is to attack her. It's just like there's no glaring weakness in Mary's game. And I say that with all compliments. On the flip side, you know, playing the number one spot, you got to have some weapons working for you. How has she gone about developing those weapons? Am I on to something, by the way? Because it feels like that's been the biggest difference.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're, you're very astute there. Uh, yeah, that was definitely, uh, you know, playing number 1, you do have to have uh, some weapons. You know, I think one of her weapons is her movement and, vers- you know, versatility. And, you know, at the end of the day, though, you do have to come up with some free points. And I do think Mary's starting to get more free points in her serve, just trying to get her to hit out on, you know, like second serve returns, maybe a little more aggressive mining, or when, you know, pulling the trigger more in a neutral rally when she's got time to set up. And I think she's looking for those opportunities. And uh, yeah, she's always had all the shots. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's nice to get a free point uh, here and there It uh, to, to not make life so difficult all the time.
0: Yeah, the reason I ask is because, like, then you look at a game like Carson, where the weapons are very clear. You know, when she's hitting big, it doesn't matter what the person on the other side of the net is doing. It's going to be a good day for Carson. And then you've got Selma, who may be somewhere in the middle where you know the weapons and you know the consistency. And it's, again, the experience playing in those top spots. By the way, when did you know the Selma Ewing roster spot was going to become a reality?
1: Well, the plan was to have Salma here in the fall all along, and it just didn't quite uh, work out. And uh, we were very fortunate to get here her here in the spring. And um, yeah, it was a little tricky trying to figure out that that scholarship and all. And it, it just it was very fortunate for us it worked out. Uh, you know, like I said, I thought she was going to work out in the fall, and it just worked out better for her in the spring. And then, fortunately, the way that things played out here. Uh, we still had a, a scholarship available. So uh, she's very happy here, uh, loves her time here in Aguilan, And she, you know, she's very good friends with Carson and JC. And that definitely helped us uh, in getting her here.
0: And in those three playing styles, I mean, again, you, you addressed this a little bit earlier, but do you see yourself switching based on like, okay, this is the Florida top three versus, oh, you know, Georgia plays minova at two. And so her weapons, I actually kind of like how Mary would match up there. Will you play around this year?
1: Yeah, well, I think there's a rule there you're not supposed to play matchups, but uh, you know, I do think that uh, I, I do think that we'll we'll be switching some things around and sure. just you uh, you know, you know uh, once that's a for sure thing, someone should be playing somewhere. Then then I'll probably get a little more stuck on that. And I, I do think some shuffling around, and we've made that very clear with the team. And, and, and you know, so far everyone's embraced that uh, quite quite well. I'm sure there's going to be some challenges with that you know everybody wants to play number one but uh this is not possible yeah
0: no and I mean again as interesting as it is at the top of the lineup you know you know JC's gonna play she's earned the right to be there she's been so consistent over the course of her career but you know between her between to your point Mia who you bring in Daria who you bring in as well and then Gianna Jeanette they both had very solid freshman seasons you know, talk to me about the depth that this Texas AM roster has. Dare I say, do you view that as your biggest strength?
1: Yeah, I think we've got some depth and, and some options there towards uh, the the bottom. Uh, y- you know, we've got uh, three excellent players that are probably fighting for that sixth spot uh, right now. And, you know, uh, whoever is looking good that week or who's ever hot, uh, you know, is going to get that opportunity there. You know, I think the trick is just the seven and eights, the ones aren't getting the matches in, just. Keeping them hungry and make sure they're getting good practices. You know, we played Rice the other day. We played a number seven, number eight match. You know, just trying to find ways to get them ready off the bench because you know you you want some person, someone may wake up with a sore throat one day or a twisted ankle or you you know, God knows what. uh, You know, and you got to always be ready for your for your opportunity uh, to play. And you know, you know, whoever thinks gonna be the better indoor player I'll probably put them in and uh you oh, know God. whoever thinks going to be a, a better win player when it gets a little breezy here in college station you, you know it, you know those things are gonna definitely be be fact factored in so talk to me about
0: Smetnikov a little bit because I haven't had the chance to watch her play the freshman obviously coming in one of the new additions to your roster I do think Mia's a little bit more well known but I mean again nine and two overall so far four0 and oh in the dual matches that she's seen. Might we see her play in Seattle?
1: There's a good shot. You'll see Daria play (laughs) at some point. Uh, She's a a tremendous athlete. She reminds me a lot of Tatiana Makarova, uh, kind of a similar look and a similar build. Uh, uh, She's a great athlete. And, you know, she actually didn't start playing tennis and pretty late in her career. So I I think Daria is going to get better and better. But she's just a very explosive athlete, just a a big ball striker, can kind of slug the ball just about... Any, anyone. If I remember correctly, I don't think she started until she was like age 13 or so. And then she's just uh, uh, pretty impressive. And I, I think she's going to just get better and better the more experience she gets in.
0: Well, I'm starting to realize, and she would never want this, but I'd be like, JC, you're a senior. You're not coming on the road trip. You don't have to come with us to Alabama. You, you just skip Bama and Auburn. We'll, we'll come see you on the flip side because you've earned this weekend off. That's the luxury. Uh, seriously, it feels like you all have. But to that end, and shout out to you. It's Monday, February 6th when we're doing this interview. 13 doubles teams to date. Now, doubles was obviously something you guys were excellent at last season. And it did, I'm sure, help knowing at the start of the year, all right, Makarova, Goldsmith, that's our one. We got to figure out the other two from there. You lose a team like that, <laughs> I don't know why I'm framing it like this, but JC's a free agent on the doubles market. Um, talk to me about 13 teams. Are, are you? What are you looking for in those pairings?
1: Yeah, you know, the doubles is a little bit tricky. We worked a lot on our doubles in the fall, but it was always with the understanding of, you know, Mia was coming in and we thought Sam was coming in. If not, we, you know, we had another excellent player kind of in the works there. So, you know, it's kind of two, uh, players that weren't in the, here in the fall, we thought we're gonna be in our doubles lineup. So we, you know, it took us the first good 10, 14 days of January to kind of figure out the doubles teams and what we wanted. And it kind of switched it around. We played around the teams a lot. And uh, yeah, we really liked uh, what we're seeing in the doubles. And, uh, you, you know, J.C. and Salma actually played uh, doubles in the San Diego national Hardcourts uh, way back when. I can remember watching J.C. and Salma playing uh, I believe they they might have made the semis. I know Salma made the semis the singles. They ran pretty deep in the doubles as well. So we knew they had some good chemistry there. And, uh, you know, Mary and Carson are a level better than they were last year. There's no question about it. I, I truly think if when they're on, they're as good as any team in the nation. So, uh, you know, and uh, Mia and Gianna have really uh, clicked there at the three doubles spot. So we're very pleased with the doubles. I, I think we're stronger in doubles this year than we were last year. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win as many doubles points as we did last year. I don't think we lost one or two maybe, but uh, I do actually think we're stronger in doubles this year.
0: Well, with all of that being prefaced and thank you for the extensive preview of the roster. Let me ask you this heading into, you know, every team, every coach is looking for their match calculus, every team. What's the pathway to four in the end? You're all mathematicians. So shout out to you. You can put that on the, uh, on the LinkedIn page, but What is this team's biggest strength heading into Seattle?
1: Well, you know, maybe this isn't quite what you're asking for, but I've told the team, uh, you know, it's not to put pressure on us, but if we win the doubles point, it's going to be really hard for a team to find four singles points against us. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, I I think it's going to be tough to find three. So, you know, we definitely put a lot of emphasis on the doubles and the practices and You know, like I said, not meaning to put pressure on our girls, but I wouldn't want to be the other team trying to come up with four points there. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, I'm excited going in the national indoors. You know, we obviously don't have an indoor tennis facility and we'd like to get more practice in. Uh, We'll be practicing in Houston indoors tomorrow and get plenty in up there. But I do like our, our game styles. I really think we're a good indoor team. We're all kind of ball strikers in a lot of ways the matters are going to kind of be in our hands there. So I'm actually looking forward to see how we're going to fare there on the indoor situation.
0: Now, that was the answer I was looking for. Now on the flip side, let me ask you this. What's the thing you're looking most forward to learning about your team? I don't want to say concern, but what are the unknowns that you have that you think you might find out here in Seattle?
1: Well, you know, I, I think just that challenge when uh, you know when the, the doubles point's coming down the last match and it's in a tiebreaker or five all. How are we going to handle those situations? How are we going to handle situations if we get down three two in the team score? If it's a three all match and it's a four all in the third set breaker? I think those are you know those are the type of things you can't really practice and and you really. Uh, don't really see that, the, your character, the team, until you're truly challenged. So we're looking forward to those challenges. We, we we got that a bit against Florida. I don't know that we've never really had our backs against the wall there, but we were challenged. And, you know, how are we going to handle uh, what, what our backs are against the wall if we get in that situation? Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be fascinating to see for every team, like I was talking to you beforehand. Let's roll the balls out, figure out who's good, who's not. With that in mind, you know, again, The pundits, the scholars, we're all wondering who are the best teams right now in college tennis. I want to ask the best minds in the sport. So I ask you, do you think there's a favorite entering this year's national indoors? How do you view the the broader dynamic on the women's side right now?
1: Yeah. You know, I haven't, the eye test for me is always a big deal. I haven't gotten to see the team. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think I can learn some things once I get up there, but you know, I guess North Carolina's won it the last 10 years or so. So <laughs> I, I've heard it's hard to win it 11 years in a row. So I'm not quite sure how many, but you know, you'd have to give them probably the, the you know, one of the teams that you, you got to take down there and uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. So yeah, um, there's a lot of talented teams there, and uh, you know I think we're more talented this year than last year. I think we're, we're we're at least one good position stronger this year. So the Aggies feel like we're as good as anyone out there. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing the competition out there.
0: Well, let me just follow up on that because we talked to you last year, and you felt really good about last year's team. One year later, on February 6, 2022, February 6, 2023, which Mark Weaver's feeling better?
1: This one's feeling much better. Okay, make the case. Well, I, I I do think we're a stronger player. You know, J.C. Goldsmith, you know, wherever I decide to put her, you know, it was kind of, you know, she was kind of our, our, our four there, whereas this year, you know, she's probably, you know, at a minimum, our four or five now. And, uh, you know, I think we're stronger. we got a more experienced Mary Stoyana. Uh, you know, Carson Branstein, even though she's 22, last spring was her first college semester ever. So she's learned a lot and she speaks a lot about the challenges of being a college student athlete compared to someone who's just out on the pro tour, you know? And then you got Salma Ewing, who's in her fifth year, who's got some great experience there. And, you know, JC's our fifth year uh, COVID senior, who's, you know, I never really do team captains, but in a way, JC's kind of our uh, unofficial <laughs> team captain and she's doing a great job uh, with the, the leadership there so um, yeah I, I just you know the Mia is just yeah she's very very good and a very good indoor player you know, she's played a lot of indoor tennis in Canada so we're, we're really looking for her to shine uh, up there yeah I
0: love it well then my last three quick questions for you goals for this team with that in mind what are you guys hoping to accomplish this year
1: yeah, you know, this year, we, we we have a lot of goals, but, you know, our, kind of the four main goals are the national indoors, SEC regular season, the SEC tournament, and then state tournament. We, we feel like uh, we could win any of those things. You, you know, I read a little deal on the uh, tex is our local uh, deal. Uh, everybody loves tex here. It's our big, uh, one of our big uh, Aggie uh, uh, internet <laughs> deal. And it says the Aggies haven't lost an outdoor match. And I think 631 days so I don't know (laughs) if that's the correct uh, number or not but we're a very confident team and and we really feel like this is this is a force to be reckoned with this year
0: I love to hear it well then again second to last one college tennis is a top 100 player not top 100 in the college rankings top 100 WTA rankings in Diana Schneider what does that do for the sport what do you think of that
1: yeah, you know, I think it's neat for college tennis. You know, I, I believe uh, the Sakari, uh, after they played, I, I know she said something along the lines, maybe she shouldn't go play college tennis. Uh, you know, I think it's it's great for our sport. Uh, you know, I think at some point, we need to probably come up with some type of rules that if you're a certain ranking, you probably shouldn't be able to play college tennis. You know, if you're a top 100 Player, in my mind, that you're a professional tennis player, and that's no dig against North Carolina State or anyone. I just feel like, even though she's, I guess, not a declared pro, you know, I think if you're top hundred in the world, that's a Grand Slam level player. I just, you know, it'd be like our quarterback going off and playing uh, the Super Bowl and coming back and playing the National Indoors. I just don't, and that's no dig against North Carolina State or anyone out there. It's just kind of a deal. Uh, that's just kind of played itself out. So that that's my opinion on the whole matter there.
0: No, it's interesting. That's why I wanted to hear everyone's perspective because it's been a very long time since something like this has happened. Uh, last question for you. It's official. I know we've talked about it before, but they're going to move NCAAs to the falls. What was your reaction to that announcement?
1: I'm all for it. I think it's it's the right play. And I like that it's like a trial system there. We can always go back. Um, y- you know, I, I've seen a lot of, student athletes over the years that just aren't that excited to play the individual event which is kind of sad uh, you know regardless if your team's in the finals or loses the sweet 16 it's always a bit challenging and i i think it's great that we're going to give it kind of a trial run i don't think we have anything to lose their worst case scenario if it's a bomb we just go back to the old old ways of doing it Mm-hmm.
0: now well said and it's gonna be fascinating to see what the selection criteria is but uh certainly i think that's something we're all looking forward to that discussion well something else we're all looking forward to of course is seeing the aggies compete in seattle and so with that in mind coach we I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me i look forward to seeing you and the team in seattle travel safely and uh, i'm sure we will chat more soon thanks for having me on alex